0: Hey family! Welcome back to Jesus Time, where we talk about what Jesus tells us in our times with Him. I'm your hostess, Gisela Lu, and today we have a very special guest. And when I say very special guest, you guys, this is one of my favorite people in the whole world. And if you know him, he is one of your favorite people too. I can say that objectively. <laughs> Probably not objectively. All right, it's uh, my son Josiah. Liu. Josiah, say hi. Hello, how are you? And. I thought it would be so important and so uh, relatable to talk about Jesus' time and depression. I know mental health is kind of a, a, a big buzzword now, and I'm so thankful that compared to how mental health used to be viewed and treated, specifically within Christianity and the church, I think things have progressed, and I think we have... We, as a as a Christian people, have understood that there is something to those hard mental struggles, and we're giving them attention, and we're giving them thought, and we are more compassionate overall. And then I know that there are some who are concerned about, well, sure, we need to be careful and concerned and compassionate, but also we still have the call to obey Jesus and to renew our mind and to rejoice always. Um, But then, just like we would never think to put a Band-Aid on cancer, we should never slap on a verse half-heartedly to a deep soul and heart wound and struggle. So so I, I wanna talk about that today and Josiah, I'm so thankful that you're here, and I'm so thankful that you have been just courageous enough and open and just willing to share your story. So could you tell us a little bit about your your struggle with depression? Just give us that background. Sure. What that has been like for a Christian, and not just a Christian, but someone who really, really, really loves Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I have to make that distinction, but, but but someone who is really walking with the Lord but still struggles with it. What is, take us through the history of that and how you struggled with it and what that feels like and looks like.
1: Sure. Okay. So it all started when I was born. <laughs> I, the first thing I did when I came out of the womb was cry. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, you know, I, it, usually, it pretty much, I think where it started, oddly enough, okay, this is going to be kind of funny, but I was watching Clifford, the big red dog. Mm. Ah.
0: Ah.
1: As if on cue, if- <laughs> the dog barks and goes crazy. I apologize ahead of time for any barking in the background. Just picture it as like relaxing spa ambiance.
0: There you go. Uh, 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 uh,
1: anyway, so okay. we're, so I was probably four years old. I don't know. I'm like, I'm literally ballparking an age there. But I was watching Clifford um, and, uh, you know, doing my little four-year-old things. And there's this one character on the the show i don't even remember what her name was. It was just some like asian chick with like a little sweater tied around her neck so you already knew she was like super pretentious right mm. and then she was all like i am the greatest and you emily elizabeth are like the worst and i have the cutest <laughs> dog and i like i'm like whatever and i'm like oh my gosh what an insufferable word i cannot say or did not know about because i was 4 <laughs> I don't want to be like that at all. Oh my gosh, it's so terrible. So my young brain was like, okay, what is the opposite of being an insufferable narcissist? Hmm, I know. I'm just going to tear myself down instead of build myself up every Uh... single day. And so that's what I did as a... uh, um, so growing up I because I was homeschooled I didn't have anybody to bully me so I decided to rise up to the occasion myself oh my <laughs> and so I so any chance I got oh. I would just say I suck I'm terrible I hate myself I'm fat I, I have stupid fake, you know I'm ugly oh. like I'm weak I'm, all those things like anything I could think of about myself that was bad I would just say to myself over and over and over and mm. over again and so after a, like a few years of like shooting myself in the foot, I eventually became emotionally crippled and, became, and began wow. to like have that identity by myself and saying, I am this, because wow. Any, if anybody says anything about themselves for a long period of time, especially in their young formative years, mm. it's gonna screw with them, right? So that's, that's my theory as to how I became how I was. It took me a very long time, like multiple, multiple years, to realize that, hmm, maybe this is unhealthy. And then wow. it took me even longer To start doing something about it, Mm. to give you a frame of reference, I probably from like, I want to say like six years, right? Just did that nonstop, and mom was like, "Hey, you know, like talking bad about yourself is like a form of pride too." And I was like, "Are you serious? I've been doing this for the past like six years, and you're (laughs) telling me that it's still pride? Dang it! Yeah. So I, so I, so I was like, okay, let me like try to figure that out and then it wasn't this is probably when I was 12 right that Mm -hmm. I had this realization and then it wasn't until I was 18 Mm. that I started to not do it as often wow and then I started not doing it verbally as often and then it wasn't until I was 21 that I that I tried to that I really tried to stop doing it mentally wow so that is a whole 8 9 years wow. of like nonsense you know so so that so that's kind of my whole my whole ish right there wow of course there's also some like genetic aspects too there's a lot there's like some mm. genetic aspects um with like depression anxiety and stuff like that like it's in it's in the gene pool right yeah um sorry you know. about that no <laughs> it is it is what it is you know yeah. like you know if your grandparents or mm. your parents suffer through anything like that sure. it's gonna get passed down genetically so i i do have a genetic disposition to it mm. um but I did choose to think the way that I did.
0: Mm, interesting. So
1: there, there's a little bit of nature versus nature and nurture both at once, right? Mm-hmm. There's. I'm not saying all this to point fingers. I'm just saying all this sure. to educate. Okay. Um, so, with all that being said. Um, I still struggle with it, right i have i I have days where like I feel normal albeit tired but mm. fairly normal and there are some days where i 'm sitting at the table and I feel like there's ten pounds on my shoulders, you know, mm. and then there are some days where i can't really think straight because if I think i won't be oh, my heart starts beating really fast and then wow. I, and then I can 't like you know whatever, especially when like I feel like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that i don 't really know how to deal with exactly mm. anyway. Activates my fight, fight or flight response, and I fly in my brain. So that's so that's why if I seem kind of spacey sometimes, it's like my my own self defense mechanism against sure. like all that jazz. So that's you know I can talk more about how about that, but mm. if we're just focusing on like the the, the story aspect, you yeah, know, I'm I'm still struggling with it.
0: Sure. And, and you are how old today? Twenty two. So literally just last year, you're like I'm not gonna think this way anymore. Yep,
1: pretty much. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Yeah. So that's really hard.
1: Yeah, I mean like. It's only it's only hard to somebody who hasn't experienced it for their entire lives. Each of us have our own thorns and wounds, you know. Wow. To me, it's like this is just how I am, which is arguably can be a lie, you know, mm. like I'm, I'm a new creation. Right. But that, that's another conversation. Um, this, uh, this is just something that I, that's been like, I've been a part of me for like forever, you know, kind of like somebody who's, who was like born without arms, you know, mm. like, it's just like, it's just kind of how I am. That's more noticeable. And they can think like, why does everybody else have arms when I don't? Wow. But each, each one of us have, have our own specific struggle points.
0: Yeah.
1: And if we don't, verbalize them with people sometimes we're like oh either everybody thinks this way or oh this is normal or um, wow that's true anyway i'm sorry if my talking points are literally everywhere this is how my brain works but
0: i love um, your brain i love it thank you mom (laughs) (laughs) i so sure
1: um Mm. i guess yeah
0: so talk about a little more what it felt like i love the description that you said how some days it's like you have this weight on you Mm -hmm. And it's physically, I won't say impossible because you do get up and you get stuff done. But Mm -hmm. uh, you've talked about how it's so much more effort to just do things that are maybe for someone else would be no big deal. That's true. Can you talk through what that feels like, whether it was back then or even today when you're still in the struggle Mm -hmm. in terms of, yeah, just what that feels like and what you have to push through to get through maybe everyday situations.
1: Uh, good question. Er, this is kind of difficult mm-hmm. just because I don't want to oversell my own issues because like because because I've only lived in my own body for the past twenty two years and mm. I don't know what it's like for other people. Sure. For me, I'm like, okay, like it's not like that bad. You know what I mean? Like like okay. I'm I'm just tired all the time. And mm. like part of that is probably like not even due to depression. That that's like probably due to this poor life choices, right? So I don't wanna like mm. overreach and assume that like and assume that like I'm, you know, like yeah, uh, uh, like actually crippled in the brain you know what i mean like i don't want to like sure. I, i'm not like there are people who have it like a lot worse than i do right sure. but um but there are days that it's worse and days that it's you know not so bad and sure. so the days that it is worse i just feel like there's like a lot of static in my brain right mm-hmm. and that there's like um i live in florida so all you floridians this is gonna make a lot of sense but it's like there's like this really like big like a like a high humidity in my brain Mm -hmm. like it like it just feels like like it's heavy or -hmm. like it's like you know it's um hard to breathe almost Mm -hmm. you know uh Mm -hmm. let's see let's see let's see uh um I mean, there's only been, like, a couple days where, like, I really just didn't feel like moving. Sure. So, like, it hasn't happened that often. Mm. Um, like, I just remember one time in games, but, like, I had I couldn't even, like, get out of my car because I was, like, I have, like, no motivate. I I feel mm. like I'm, like, whatever. I can't move. Um, yeah. But that, that was, that's only happened a couple of times. Sure. Um, it gets worse when I'm physically tired, too. Mm. Like, like, this past couple weeks, uh, like, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of great stuff, yeah. But, sure. you know, I just didn't get a lot of sleep. And mm-hmm. that and that combined with whatever, like, just like I felt worse, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like tiredness mm-hmm. and depression are kind of intertwined for me. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, mm. I love that analogy that you gave about going out into the Florida humidity because you can feel all energetic, like I'm gonna go to the store, and you step outside, and you are engulfed and oppressed by the heat and humidity, and all of a sudden. You can't move. Yep. It's too much. And I've, I have felt that going out into the heat. And so I think that that's a really good okay. picture yeah. for what that would feel like. And even how you're saying in, in your car when you just couldn't get out one day. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, they wouldn't even be able to understand what that's like. I can just hear certain friends of mine who are incredible. And praise God, they've never struggled with that who might say something like, well, just get out of your car. Don't be ruled by your thoughts. And so can you give a response that might help people understand why you can't just get up?
1: Uh, Let's see. Why can't I just get up? I, I mean I think just like the idea of that I just feel like an incredible weight what, like mm. in, the, in that in that particular mm. moment okay like I just like the weight like I just can't move. Oh, this is hard because it's like yeah you know if you've never struggled with it before I'm trying to figure out an analogy to like sure a word picture you know, a or word a picture or whatever.
0: I think the 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 analogy of a weight mm. is very good okay yeah because if you had someone who was perfectly healthy mm-hmm. sitting on a couch. And then you sat on them, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, just get up." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "But I've, this is really hard." Mm-hmm. Well, what? Just tell your muscles what to do. Just get. But, but Josiah, you're on top of me. <laughs> yeah. I can't get. So I think, I think, I think actually, the weight I, is
1: good. Yeah, yes. I think actually, now that I think about it, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think it's like that, but instead of like there being like a weight on top of you, mm. sometimes it's like that. But I think it's also just like. Um, if you've ever seen Doctor Strange like Multiverse of Madness or whatever remember these like shadowy figures with like their hands whatever like they're grabbing at you and like they're almost like like, holding you in place and it's like a wow uh, it's like it's almost like enveloping you a little bit yeah, you know like it's holding you in place for some people this is actually interesting and Cut me off because I ramble a lot, so no, I apologize. Not at all. But like, Keep this going. is interesting because I think I think a lot of people, including myself, see that envelop envelopment of like depressive darkness as like a blanket, you know, like it's very like it's comforting, oh. like it's like it, it sometimes it's inhabilitating. Inhibili- is that the word? Inhabilitating?
0: Is that the word? In
1: debilitating. That's the word. Oh. What was I saying?
0: Uh- inhibiting
1: yeah i think i've made a little word amalgamation but
0: you know what's my favorite word yeah sure
1: it's very for some people sometimes it's very debilitating
0: Mm. but
1: um but like um i think a lot of people who struggle with this for a long time can attest that it's actually some like a weird comfort in it you know like Mm. i think like a lot of people are afraid of the dark until they live in the dark. And then Ooh. they don't want to get out of the dark. You know what I mean? Wow. Like because when, once they've like adjusted, adjusted to the adjusted to the dark, then you know when they go outside or like the light hits them, they it hurts. You know, so they're oh. like, so they're like, no, I want to. You know, they smeagle up in there. They're like, I, I don't want to yeah. get out of here, right? And so I think that's a lot where there's a lot of issue with like even wanting to get better is because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't really know anything apart from this, and this is like familiar and it's comfortable. Familiar, you know. Um,
0: like a weighted blanket yes like a weighted Uh, blanket actually yeah it's a good example i love that which ironically weighted weighted blankets are prescribed for people who suffer from anxiety because Mm -hmm. it's a comfort yeah
1: so yeah i guess to Mm -hmm. go back to your original question how would i tell somebody Mm -hmm. who like doesn't struggle with this like how it feels Mm -hmm. i would just say like it's just it's it's a weight but it's also a comfort Mm -hmm. and it's like this weird mix of like I need to I need to get out of this and I don't want to get out of this mm. if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so it's it's a very it's kind of a difficult abstract thing. I I've been I mean like I think a lot of people my age and younger struggle a lot with this. Yeah. I can theorize as to why mm. there's like a bunch of theories that are popping into my brain right now, but for the sure. sake of, you know, linear thought, I think <laughs> I just need to say um just for now know that it exists mm. too you don't have to understand just listen i think mm. yeah just listen i think what i think a great example of somebody who doesn't struggle with it but like saw that i was my buddy johnny um mm. uh, i was i was having a really bad you know mental day or whatever and johnny noticed and he's like hey like you're right and i was like um, you know more, more or less you know and then eventually we just talked and like like you know he like asked questions and tried to understand where i was coming from <sighs> And like, you know, I, I could, I, like at the end of the conversation, I still don't think he really understood, Yeah. but just the fact that he sat and listened and I saw in his eyes like this, like deep, like he was hurting for me, if that Aww. makes sense. Like, I, like, you know, his eyes are tearing up a little bit or like, he's like, yeah, like, and he's, and he mentions like, yeah, I read that like, go like depression or feelings of depression is very similar to how one feels if they're like loved one passes away. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess so. Wow. Yeah. And, and then like, so like, I think. Mm you don't need to understand
0: sure
1: but it helps to listen and to love the person who you who's like hurting in a way that you don't understand yeah. you know um, I think maybe what a lot what some people do especially those in the older generation what they do is they um, uh, dismiss or they like you know it's like oh it's like it's not that like, it's not that bad just you know, yeah. you know and I'm sure they mean well but like in, to um, to dismiss something you don't understand Is not a healthy way to care for somebody who's like having a hard go at it, Mm. if that makes sense. So
0: I love that mm. to dismiss something you don't understand is not a healthy way to care for someone. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, that's helpful.
1: So, Mm. yes, you can certainly care for somebody without fully Mm. knowing what they're going through.
0: That is, according to my experiences, that is. Wonderful, and makes me love Johnny even more. Yeah, no, right.: <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about um, you talked about how it, there is a comfort in there because, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, because it's familiar. Yeah. And, and so my question is twofold. One, what was the motivation for you then to get out of it, or to even now work towards health, mental mm-hmm. health? right? And if uh, part of that question or a second part of that question is what role did medication play? Mm. H- um, how helpful was that? And what went into your decision to do medication sure. as part of getting better?
1: Yeah, 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 Okay. So I guess medication first because that is a shorter answer, sure. I think. So to be honest, I don't really know how much medication helps. Okay. I, like, all I, I mean, like I can say that. I've felt guilty about taking meds because it's like okay, my condition's not that bad. Like I'm just like whatever this. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like like it's like a, I feel like I'm, um, uh, like I'm hooked up to a hospital bed after I got like a few cuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I like that's how I feel like when I took okay. t- take the meds. However, like whenever I didn't take them for a while, yeah. I did end up feeling like garbage. So I was like, okay, I don't know if this there. It's directly correlated, but sure. I'm just gonna just for the sake of being faithful for my own health, I'll just take it, you know, mm. like j- just in case. Um, and I'd started taking meds after I went to see like a, a, a therapist, not just for depression, just for like everything. You don't have to be mentally ill to go to therapy. It's really good for you just to understand Amen. yourself and to yes. love people better. So anyway, so after that, um, and like, I was like, okay, like it helped a little bit, but you know, I, she recommended meds and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that it, does help if there's like a if you do have like a chemical imbalance in your head which maybe I do mm. from like but like to be fair I think a lot of kids now have a chemical imbalance because they are giving mm. themselves dopamine hits every time they look at a at a at their phone screen you know oh, wow so that's my again it's a theory I think that's probably why a lot of kids are depressed <gasps> is because a lot of like really quick dopamine hits Wow. they have you know instant gratification Comparing their lives to other people. There's like a lot of things. Anyway, sure. That's a whole other thing. So that's how I feel about medication. medication. I think it's. I think it's great. It's helpful. Mm. I don't know if like for me. I felt. I felt like I was overdoing it for myself. However, I definitely do think that it. it that it helps and it's important. So, you know, in moderation, of course. Sure. And and each situation is different. So I can't
0: overgeneralize. Sure.
1: But so that's you sad. said
0: before, medicine or without medicine, you felt like garbage. Uh, Talk about that. Yeah. The okay. difference between being on meds and off meds for you. And I understand everyone's different. Yeah. And you don't need to qualify, you know, that you're not that bad or, or as bad as this person or that person. I sure. think for, for you, the difference, because I think some people might feel like you do. They might feel guilty for taking sure. medicine. Yeah. I took anti-anxiety medicine for three years and it helped. And Mm -hmm. when I first started, I hated it. I felt guilty. I felt like I failed, Mm -hmm. Um, which is silly. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. We need what we need, and praise God, he can provide Mm it. Yeah. So um, one of the things I remember you sharing with me, which may have just been a one-time incident,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or it may have been your overall experience, Mm -hmm. which I'd love for you to speak into, you had said when you started taking the medicine, you felt like that dark cloud was lifted.
1: I do remember that.
0: Is that something that is a general experience for you on medicine versus off?
1: I think – see, that's hard because – Sure. I Because at first it was, mm. and then, like, afterwards it, it was – I I couldn't tell because, okay. you know, because, like, the, it takes, like, a couple weeks for the medicine to kick in. Sure. Right? You take it every day or whatever. And so, like, I think it was, like – subtle enough to where, like okay I feel better I feel good and there was like a while where I felt fine and then like an event happened in my life and mm. it was like really bad again
0: yeah so and that was a very challenging and emotionally difficult yeah yeah, yeah sure
1: yeah, yeah so I want to say that it did help and when I was off it like it was it got worse mm-hmm. but you like with my particular circumstance I could not necessarily tell if Like, my thing is a chemical imbalance. I'm still figuring it out myself. Sure. Like, I I, I don't want to oversell, like, my own struggles, if that makes sense. Sure. But I would say that it did help. It definitely did help in the beginning. I don't know if my body just got, like, Mm -hmm. adapted to it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know how, like, you know. Sure. Like, I don't know how brain medicine works exactly. But I do know that if you take, like, medicine for, like... You know, a sickness or whatever, and your body adapts to it or whatever. Right. The medicine, or, like, the bacteria adapts to it. It's not as effective anymore. Sure. So maybe you have to up the do- I don't know. I, I'm, I'm entering in, into the field of this conversation that I just don't know a lot about. Yeah. Only from my own experiences.
0: And that's fine. That's what we want to hear.
1: Yeah. So I wish I could give more information on okay. that. but
0: But you had said your choice to take medicine was the recommendation from your therapist. Yeah. So you were like, okay, let's do that, which that was a very teachable thing.
1: Yeah. For you to do. <laughs> and to be honest, like, I think, like, I think that there is a good chance that it is helping and that it does help. Sure. Even if I don't feel it, mm. which is the thing, like, why would I let my feelings make the decision on what's mm. best for my, like, objective health? You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, I'm just seeing the medication as, okay, I'm, th- I'm like, 50% sure that it works, 50% not sure that it works. You know what mm. I mean? But for the sake of, like moving towards healthiness Mm. i will be faithful in taking every step that i can i love that that's kind of where i'm at
0: i does that make sense yes that was very well articulated okay good
1: yeah and and i think that brings back to your other question within that first question which is is,
0: um what was it that moved you to want to get better
1: yeah yeah okay so um so one of the things that i realized is that my own issues do not affect just me mm. and when i was re and it took like a few years to like fully realize that right it started with like you know verbally assaulting myself my friends you like like you know like um uh my friend mentioned like it kind of it likes like hey like you know that kind of brings other people down too with you because like you know nobody like people don't like to hear that you're you know doing all that with yourself and i was like oh mm. duh that makes sense my bad guys so like i was like okay i, w- I just want verbally do it because like one this is my perspective right i was being a downer you know or whatever and all mm. those things in reality i think they just don't like to see their friend hurting hurting sure. or hurting themselves you know so it's just like i'm trying to balance perspectives but mm. um And then like eventually like um, you just reach a point where you realize that you cannot fully help people or be fully um, reach your full potential for the kingdom or for anything. Mm. Or I I could not or I can't if I'm being held back by these lies that I'm believing
0: Mm. and
1: by choosing to continue to verbally assault myself in those ways mm. and choosing to give myself lies basically. Wow. So like mm. it was that, but also what really did really helped me to mm-hmm. like even accidentally change my thinking oh. was in 2021 or 2020 around there, you know, like I, I just remember like getting really into the Enneagram for a while. Um, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I promise it's not just the Christian horoscope. I think a lot of people can treat it like that. <laughs> sure. But for me, what the Enneagram did, like I'm, I'm, I am a nine on the Enneagram. For those of you who don't know, it's the peacemaker, quote unquote. Um, and so uh, without getting too much into it, um, I was studying up with like the different podcasts that I found mm. or like the readings or whatever. And I was really drawn to it because I felt like I didn't really know how it was built. Mm. Um, and I felt like I I really crave that clarity. Yeah. And from that clarity, accidentally came a um a peace, confidence, thankfulness, and joy with how God has built me. Wow. Because I was able to see, oh, like my like these these strengths of mine are actually strengths, and I'm not just imagining them. Aww. Because in my brain is that like, I don't want to overvalue myself. Mm. You know, um, but if I'm reading somewhere that there are people like this who have strengths like this and I fit with that. Now I can kind of base like, okay, here are my strengths and weaknesses, my motivations and my failure and my fears and failures and stuff like that. Now I'm like, this is, now I can praise God that this is how I'm built. Wow. Um, And then like, um, I didn't, I didn't end up like, like I was reading, but I was like, oh, like I found found a lot of peace and clarity and how I'm built, how other people are built, and how I can love people. And from that, like I started to change, which was really weird. Mm. Like I, I started to like, you know. Be angrier if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Eventually, I, I was talking with my dad, and he's like, "You know, I have I have a theory, son. I think that the reason why, like, I was because I was saying like, Dad, I'm like angry, and I don't know why. Like, I I'm like, I feel like I am I'm, I'm shorter with people, and like sure. I don't know why. And he's like, Well, here's my theory, son. like when you've been kind of doing your little uh, finding yourself thing. I don't know if there's like a non cheesy way to say it, but it, when when you've been kind of like discovering more about yourself and how God's built you, yeah. you have um, also become more self actualized in the sense of you've like found things about yourself that are worth being excited about or mm. worth being thankful for, and for the longest time you've used yourself as a punching bag to get out your any pent up anger or, or frustration right because i didn't want i didn't like taking it out on other people um, but mm. since you are finding that you you're subconsciously finding that you no longer deserve that bullying Mm. you're kind of at an impasse here like you want to bull, like you want to like you know to um, self-deprecate or whatever but then you're like well i don't i don't deserve that you know Mm. because i'm fearfully and wonderfully made right which i'm still struggling with but it's something that Mm -hmm. has helped me so it, it was from it was from that wow that i was able to kind of
0: Change on the inside a little bit, right? Because if your anger could not be turned inward anymore, mm-hmm. which some people have said is a definition of depression—anger turned inward—interesting. Mm, and now that you knew, you know, oh no, God made me this way. God mm-hmm. made me with these personality uh, tendencies, etc. Mm-hmm. Now you were like, well, I don't know what to do with this anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's why you were getting angrier.
1: Yeah, and so
0: mm, it's part of your health journey.
1: Yeah. And, like, I was like, this is really weird. Now <laughs> I have a different set of problems. And, of course, I still struggle, struggle with all, like, sure. you know, depression, anxiety, and stuff. But it's more situational now rather than, like, I'm angry at, at who I am. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and so I think – so that's my situation. It's going to be different for everybody. But ultimately, there's just something – there's just, like, an inherent lie that you're mm. believing about yourself that if you are self-deprecating if you are hating yourself if you are doing all these Mm. things it's because you are believing a lie about yourself
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i'm not even like just theorizing that's that's just a fact right Right,
0: absolutely Um, uh,
1: the devil loves finding footholds and lies Mm. and even if we are made new to be new creations and that we are set free from our shackles we can still sit in the cell with the door open Mm. and we can like be holding on in the chains while god's like you can come out now and you're like no like
0: yeah, it's familiar. It's comfortable. It's familiar. It's
1: comfortable. It's, you know, and, you, mm. and you, like, you're no longer a slave to sin. You're, you're a slave to righteousness. But you can still disobey and think sure. that you are a slave to sin, if that makes mm. sense. And therefore, a slave to the old way of thinking of, you know, I am terribly made or whatever. Um, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling and stuff. but
0: No, not at all. It makes total sense. You're, you, you use this word a lot in our mm. talk. And it's been very encouraging mm-hmm. to me. You have said things like, "What I used to choose to think mm-hmm. has changed," and now I'm choosing mm-hmm. different thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is very encouraging. So for even people struggling with depression
1: mm-hmm.
0: or or anxiety or or things where we feel like we are trapped by that inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. You are coming in and saying, we have choices. Mm-hmm. We have choices. How does your Jesus time inform those choices? And how does your Jesus time empower you to make those choices?
1: Wonderful question. So, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to try and make this as streamlined as I can. So, uh, so the thing with why I say I'm choosing to believe something mm. is because, especially with younger people now, right, uh, probably Maybe not even now, just over across time. But I think with younger people, it's very easy for ourselves, for us to believe that if we feel something, then it is true, you know? And so, like, feelings are great, emotions are great, because God has made us in his image, and God is an Mm. emotional God, and emotions help us color our world into these, like, you know, wonderful Mm -hmm. life experiences, but they make terrible gods, Mm. right? right? Like, having your emotions and your feelings as your master is can lead to much foolishness, you know? Hmm. That's why we have the Bible. That's why we have truth, right? Right. Because without truth, we would just be swayed by like whatever we feel, right? Mm. I feel like grass is evil because when I go outside, ants bite me, right? So therefore, (laughs) grass is evil. We should burn the world of all the grass. What? No, that's terrible for the ecosystem, (laughs) you moron, you know? So there are are certain truths that remain true no matter how you feel about
0: them. Mm, Good.
1: So with that being said, you have the freedom, especially as children of God, right? We're, we're not mm-hmm. like, we, ha- we have been set free and we are free to choose, mm-hmm. right? Um, we are free to choose these things, even if we do not feel like we are, right? Wow. And I think if you don't feel like you ha- you are able to choose, I think the more time you spend with God, the more real that freedom will become for you, if that makes sense. The
0: more time you spend with God, the more real that freedom will Mm -hmm. become for you. Right. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Very important.
1: Because if you, Mm. oh gosh, I think dad made a great example of this with the news. But, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Praise God, the slaves are free. So why were there still slaves after that? It's because the because the news did not reach those slaves until three years later. Wow! Right, the truth was that they were free, but they didn't hear it from the source because mm. either the slave masters were jerks, or word just didn't go very far, or whatever. And so they actually exercised their freedom way later mm-hmm. because either no one told them, or they just didn't hear from the source, or whatever. So that's that's a whole gospel thing right there, right? Sure. That's a whole you know sure. Um, But what i'm trying to say with that example is that we can know in our brains that oh i'm set free sure but i don't know what that looks like until you sit down and read the actual words of the creator of the universe and the liberator of man right you have to read those words not because they're not just because they're true but because they soothe nourish and free your your soul right Mm. so not like not like if you're just reading and you're like not understanding any of it like there is spiritual thing there's a spiritual refreshment happening there like you can mm, read like mm-hmm. Leviticus and you're being like I don't know why they need all these goats for this but <laughs> but, <laughs> <think> but you're <laughs> but even if you're reading something sure. that does not make any sense to you mm. there's still like a resonating of the holy spirit that uh, lives in you with the word anyway that's incredible yeah so so there's there is a lot to be said about how much time you spend in the Word mm. and how much you get to know God and how much freedom you experience. So mm, I love that. So that that's that's my own experience, um, and also like just getting older and maturing, just sure. naturally, right? Um, you kind of have to get out of that tunnel vision mm. that comes with interacting with more people, being vulnerable with people, um, because. Um, I think fellowship is also really important, right? Mm. Because when you, because you can have this echo chamber about what you think is true all day long, right? Yeah. Until you tell other people and you're like, that's not true. You're not like, um, you're not lazy. You're the hardest working person I've ever seen. Mm. That's not true. You're not ugly. You're the prettiest person I've ever seen. Mm. You know, that's not true. You know, you know what I mean? Like just different things like yeah. that. Like you can have all these lies, but if you're like, hey, yeah. I, I, like, yeah, like a close friend if of yours like, yeah, I've been feeling like this. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. Just so you know, you're not annoying. <laughs> I love hearing you talk. You mm. know, like just different things like that. Sure. Um, I have an ugly laugh. No, you have a beautiful laugh because every time you open your mouth and chuckle, you make <laughs> the whole room joyous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just just like little things. Wow. That's why. That's why I think. That's why I think Paul is like you know, talks about like you know, um, edifying mm. the, the, the body or or, or encouraging right. one another, right? Right. Because uh, I think encouragement. Help, like, leads to believing right things. You mm, know, I love that. So, um, spending time with God um, helps us to understand and experience freedom intimately,
0: mm.
1: and being vulnerable and sharing with your friends, your closest friends, helps us to identify what our ways of thinking are actually lies. Mm. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and so, that's kind of what mm. I've experienced. Because I, you know, mm. for the longest time, I didn't trust my, I didn't trust my own perspective or anything like that sure. because I'm like, I could be wrong. <laughs> right. And so like, I didn't trust anything. Right. My therapist mm. was actually recently telling me, Josiah, you got to trust your gut. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, your gut's usually right. And I was like, that's really weird because I've been like, my, I've had gut feelings on my life, but I'm like, I'm probably, mm. but I always thought I'm probably wrong, you know? Mm. And so I've discounted my own perspectives and stuff. And so I've kind of. Got, gotten to know myself by how other people talk about me wow. you know what I mean like I like I I swear if I was wow. like if nobody told me anything I would have you know believed a whole mess of things about myself but sure. through the encouragements of mom you yeah and through like um <laughs> mm-hmm. the encouragements of like my friends and mm-hmm. other family members and all those things I'm like oh wow I guess if they're all saying it, then is, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like these specific things are true about me, you know, uh, and, and that's, yeah. you know, um, and mm. yeah, that paired with God's word that says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Like the only person not saying it is you. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, the only person <laughs> not saying it is you. So if God's telling you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. That is Psalm 139 in case you guys oh. need mm. to go and read it. Good reference. If God says, I have rescued you because I delight in you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's Psalm 18 19 or 1918, I don't mm-hmm. know, Google it. And everyone else is saying, Oh, I love you. I enjoy your laugh. You really encourage me. And your own brain or your own heart is saying other things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which one is wrong? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: That is such a great wow. example. Mm-hmm. Of how to renew your mind. Mm-hmm. And I also love. Guys, Jesus I'm says, sorry. <laughs> yes. We are dog sitting. And it's difficult. What <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but what I love too about hearing you share is how much work you have done. You've done a lot of work to. Change your thoughts, and I I love that example because I think what is encouraging for me, and I and I hope for everyone listening, mm-hmm. is that regardless of the dark place you find yourself in, mm-hmm. it is possible to get out. Mm-hmm. You are showing us what's possible, mm-hmm. and you are still struggling. You're like you a are, lot. Like, <laughs> I'm dying, mom. I'm dying daily. (laughs) You know, yeah, you're struggling a lot. You're struggling daily. But you are continuing to, and here's the word, choose to believe what God says. Choose to believe what your brothers and sisters in Christ say. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are some voices in your life, and even recently, who have said things to you and about you that have not been edifying. Sure. But you have even been able to say, well, I know this person is coming from an unhealthy place mm-hmm. and you can identify that as not true mm-hmm. and in your brain, note this is true mm-hmm. and then you just choose to think of those things. Yeah.
1: Ooh, and also something that yeah. you mentioned that I really wanted to touch on as well. Okay, so yes, there have been some people, not mm-hmm. a lot surprisingly, that have like uh, uh, said stuff about me that was like, you know, oh, they're not edifying or, you know, whatever. Like like they they... That I was annoying or jerk, whatever it was, right? But I was able to say like, no, that's not true, you know. Wow. However, what a lot of people see see as healthy that is not loving is people say stuff about them and they're like, no, I'm not screw you, like and flick them off or whatever. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And they and like that's like a visceral reaction that that says, I don't deserve this. Why? You know, um, and you're giving this to me, so I'm going to viscerally angrily react at you, Mm, right? Um. I think there are some cases where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say you're wrong for that. However, mm-hmm. I have known people who have this victim mentality about themselves that is unhealthy. Got it. They say that, you know, um, like I, I, I'm, I'm saying this to be very, very careful because, sure. um, yes, there are th- you, you, your things that are true about, about you and that, you know, people say things you don't deserve that. But why does God also say to love our enemies? Do you know what I mean? Like how can like how can we lovingly like address the people who are like trying to like mm-hmm. make us backtrack on our own mental health journeys? You know what I mean? Wow. So uh, so this whole conversation has been about looking inward, right? But yeah. I also don't want to neglect the external effects that this whole journey has on other people, right? I think that a lot of people can get angry at other people when they say mm-hmm. when they say like for example like I've like. Awesome. what's a what's a good personal example um okay something something that's something that's very simple very 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 stupid right like um so i laugh a lot i'm a i'm a big cackler right hmm. get that from mom
0: yeah you did <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but i personally think it's kind of annoying oh. people everybody else has said otherwise great example of like okay like praise god like they find it fun <laughs> you know so sure. but like you know one coworker that i had said that it's like super annoying right mm. and i heard secondhand from talia um and so like that so like that my like a, a reaction could be Hey man, like I have been struggling with this like lie about myself for a mm-hmm. long time and I finally reached a point where I can be confident and at peace with how God has built me. And then you come over here and like tell me this lie again. Yeah. Screw you, man. Sure. You know what I mean? Like like you have like I have tried so hard and you're tearing me down again. You know that like, you just have like a very angry yes. reaction to that.
0: And as your mother, that was my exact reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But go on, you're
1: saying. But what but what I'm saying is like, I think it's important. Like, that's one way we can die to self,
0: if that mm. makes sense.
1: You know, the world does not a revolve around us, okay? We are not, it is not, our, let's see. Our duties are not, are not just to improving ourselves. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yes. I think that, you know... That there's a lot of people, myself included, and other people included, mm. who have a lot of trouble with like their own mental health stuff, Sure. and that is incredibly important, and you should be addressing those things. Wow! But not by, but you shouldn't have to sacrifice your witness, to be for for the sake of your own mental health. Ooh! I want to be very careful. When I say this, and like you know, if people are listening to this, and you're like Josiah, what are you saying? Just talk to me about it, but like. I but like if if that coworker were to say that to me, I think my entire family would say I am justified in yelling at her and calling her stupid. Yeah. Right? Right. But God says, love our enemies. God says, you know, you know, if they, you know, turn the other cheek, if, you know, feed them when they're hungry, right? It's like keeping burning coals on their head, right? So like Mm. so like you know, it's just it's just one of those things where if oh like, like you're thinking oh if only they knew the how much I've struggled in sure. there you know that's self that's like self righteousness stuff you know like Ooh. like I am I am being like I am improving myself and you're coming over here and you're tearing wow. me down that you, you have to be really careful about that as a child of God right yes. you know like you know cause, cause what did because Je- what did Jesus say at the cross right mm. after being slapped by the priests and Pharisees. Oh my gosh, I hate, I hate these Pharisees, right? Because they're like, you know, because these, these priests and Pharisees are like, who, you know, who do you say you are? It's like, do you, like this guy says he's the son of God. He's like, yep, I am. They slap God and says, you freaking liar. I hate you. And then they move on. They whip Jesus until chunks of skin are rip, ripped ripped mm. out of his back. Right? People spit on him and slap him and says, "If you're really the Son of God, tell us who slapped you. You freaking eat, you know? Like, and then they yeah. they kick him and God's and Jesus is sitting there, probably like, I'm literally doing this for you. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And do you know what he says wow. as he's being asphyxiated on the cross with nails in his uh, nails in his wrists and nails mm. in his feet with a crown of thorns with blood dripping down his face? He's you know his eyes probably stinging from the from the blood and the light, um, his ears probably hurting from being slapped and boxed and the, the noise of yelling and all he hears is hate. Do you know what he says? Mm. Lord forgive them for they don't know what they do.
0: Oh, oh my he God.
1: Doesn't, he doesn't say like, wow. God, I hope these people like stub their toe tomorrow. You know, like that, or like I hope these people like <laughs> fall oh, on a wow. sword, you know? Like he probably had every right, he, no, he not probably. He, he definitely had every single right to say that. So why didn't wow. he? Because he loved us, because that's his witness, because that's who he is. And we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors mean representatives mm. of Christ. So, if Jesus, being tempted in flesh, can say something like that while being eviscerated physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally, abandoned by his friends, yeah. If somebody says, "Hey, you have a stupid laugh," and I lash out, mm. come on, like, he, like, wow, like mankind says, "Yes, you, des- you she deserves that." Mm. God says, "It's okay." I know how you feel.
0: Wow. For we do
1: not have a high priest that does not know what we experience, but one who has experienced everything and intended in every way, yet without sin. Oof. That's Hebrews, by the way. Oh. So that that is my that is my charge to people who are on a recovery track. Ooh. Right. Be very very
0: careful with that. Um, so I think what, what I'm hearing you say, and I I have never heard this before, mm-hmm. and this everything just fit in my brain like a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> okay. right now. Uh-huh. What you are saying is, yes, get better. Work Mm -hmm. on your mental health. Oh, yeah. Mental health is very important. Mm -hmm. And we fight the lies that the enemy tells us so Mm -hmm. that we can know God better, Mm -hmm. so we can read his word and Mm -hmm. love others better. As important as that is, and that is important. Incredibly so. It is under the umbrella of our spiritual journey to be conformed into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is the overarching theme and goal and everything. Mm -hmm. Mental health fits under that. And to to have the mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, all that, we need to keep it under that umbrella Mm -hmm. of growing in Christ and being conformed to his image because Mm -hmm. if we take mental health out from under that umbrella Mm -hmm. we will not experience the wholeness that Jesus died for us to experience Mm -hmm. and I think having having that in my head and having that right hierarchy may not be the best word Mm -hmm. um But having things in the right place helps tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I think your example of not sacrificing your Christian walk for your mental health is the right way to go about things. Mm -hmm. And And that is even bad language because sacrificing your Christian witness for your mental health is a misnomer. Because it's not a sacrifice; it is part of your mental health. Yeah, yeah, really. Right? It's mm-hmm. not because if we, if you were to lash out at that at that girl, for example, mm-hmm. then that's going to create hate in your heart, and that's going to create a uh, either, like you said, a self righteousness, like mm-hmm. I'm better than you because I'm doing work
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're not, or it's going to create a um, anger and a lack of peace. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that that is such a key thing to include. In our mental health. Yeah. That is very, very well said. Yeah. I love that. And
1: honestly, if I could sum up this whole thing, you know, I feel like we're getting right to the good stuff at like the last 15 minutes. So sorry, everybody who had to like wait this long. (laughs) (laughs) But if I had to basically sum up everything that I'm trying, that I'm thinking or trying to say Mm -hmm. is the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, Mm -hmm. and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength you know, God reveals himself through his creation. We are part of his creation. And if we hate ourselves, we hate his creation. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. And to hate and to hate ourselves or to, or to you know, um, and to have, like s- sit in depression, anxiety, or, or any, any of those things, um, like we're, we're ignoring the love of God. And we're mm-hmm. also like not able we, we do not like go before God and love him as he deserves to be loved. Mm-hmm. Right. Hopefully you're hearing me to not, hopefully you're hearing me right now and not receiving this in guilt because it's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to say that God is reaching out to you always. He's patient. He mm-hmm. loves you. And he and he's, has his hand out ready and waiting for you to take his hand. Yeah. And I'm saying, and I'm promising you that loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will see freedom, peace, mm-hmm. and, this joy that doesn't make any sense because you're still struggling. (laughs) Yeah. But you're at peace, okay? That's what I'm saying with that. And then love your neighbor as yourself. If you cannot love yourself, you cannot truly love your neighbor, right? It goes both ways. Wow. Right? Um, And so love your neighbor as yourself. Love yourself as your neighbor, whatever. (laughs) However Mm -hmm. you want to go. To to love people better, you have to learn to love yourself well. That's what I've learned. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the motivations. Like, oh, crap, I have to like love myself to love people that's annoying you know but it's true because you know god is love and Mm. therefore he loves super well right yeah so if so to be ambassadors to love others is to love ourselves well and then to not forget the original way which Mm. love your neighbor as yourself as you are as you learn to love yourself
0: Mm.
1: learn to love others as well Mm. i think everybody who experiences this has an incredible story to tell yeah. Because nobody sees the things that you're struggling with. Yeah. But you're able to, with your testimony, share the things that God has brought you out from.
0: Yeah.
1: And in addition to that, hopefully you come out of this with great empathy towards people who may be acting out because of these things. And that is how you're able, you might be able to love people because you're able to have compassion on those who may, who like,
0: mm. you know,
1: like that girl. It was like, you're really, like your laugh is really annoying. Who's told her that? Mm. You know, who's, you know, uh, Verbally assaulted her for being annoying, loud, talkative. But, you know. Sure. Who who am I to say that, like, you know, I'm less deserving of verbal beratement than she is. Mm. You know? So. Wow. You know. um, As uh, Bob the Tomato once said, (laughs) God made you special. And he loves you you very much. much. (laughs) (laughs) So, hopefully that that helps.
0: Um, Oh, I love that so much. And I love how you tied... Your motivation to love people back to the cross that is a thousand percent we can't love people the way God wants us to without God <laughs> we can't mm-hmm. yeah. um, Wow son I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you sharing your life with us your struggles your honesty the <sighs> the way God has been so real to mm-hmm. you through this journey that you're still on and will be on probably Oh yeah, definitely. forever.
1: <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a pretty bad go at it a couple few days ago, too. Oh. But, um, it's, but if you're struggling, that's evidence that you're fighting, so.
0: Ooh, ooh! <laughs> oh, thanks so much for that. Is there anything uh, that you would like to say to wrap up? Any last thoughts about uh, your depression, Uh, your jesus time what you're Mm. learning right now in your times with god even what you read today that you think might be encouraging
1: oh good question you can be emotionally raw with god if you want to Mm. david does a really good example of that Mm. Um, if you're you know angry or stressed or have a lot of stuff that's bottling up and you don't know where to go you can like have an emotionally volcanic eruption at god because that's what david does he sure did um i think and i'll try to make this quick but as i think with my issue is that before i can be emotionally raw i mentally say like no it's not true or like and i and i invalidate my own whatever's whether whether it's true or not like i still like don't allow myself to just be like raw with god Mm. because like you know i'm like oh well, that's not true like you know it's like God I feel like you're abandoning me oh that's not true God is with you always and I'm like and also I'm still stuck with these like emotions that I don't know what to deal with right mm-hmm. you can be emotionally honest with God and then afterwards if you want to correct the you can but let yourself be emotional first <laughs> yeah um, and because
0: um, he can handle it and he his name is the name that has the power yeah to combat the thoughts that you cannot on your own
1: very true so mm-hmm. I encourage that that's something I'm trying to figure out too sure um, and um also for those of you who are struggling with this you've probably heard this a thousand times but just in case if you haven't you are not alone mm. right the one of the devil's favorite tactics is to isolate mm-hmm. to divide and conquer you know he's like a prowling lion seeking for someone to devour mm. and prowling lions love to separate the a gazelle from the flock i don't know a sure. flock of gazelles I is don't what a know, herd but I know.
0: I know what you mean yep
1: so don't be afraid to share it with people mm. because you're not alone. At the very least, if they can't give you advice, you can just sit and mourn with those who mourn.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Oh, Josiah, I can't thank you enough. I know that I'm ve- I'm blessed listening to you and hearing cool. your dependence on God. And thank you guys for tuning in. I know you've been blessed too. And I hope that your Jesus times are filled with reading the love letter of the creator of the universe, and the liberator of man. I love that. Guys, enjoy Jesus. Be honest and raw with Jesus. We love you so much. God bless.